Chapter 7 The Flight The fog was thinning and closing back around the three friends as they crouched behind the fallen log. At times, it felt like the tall, skinny dancers were right in front of them, then suddenly a bit farther away. When they were farther away, Bonky could breathe easier. But it was just an illusion. The dancers were the same distance away all the time. It was only the fog that shifted. Raga had whispered the word string of links to her. Bonky had seen Muffin whisper it to Raga. The dancers, or stringerlings as they were called, had legs several meters long. They were very skinny and very tall. They barely had a body, only a head with a hat. On their feet they had ballet point shoes. The movements were simple but precise. It must be really hard to keep their balance, Bonky thought. Yet she couldn't see any of them stumbling or falling over. It was like a sea, a sea of thousands of stringerlings dancing in the clear-cut. Bonky, Raga and Muffin didn't dare speak to one another. The stratadunda hung heavy in the sky over the stringerlings and their long, dark, tentacle-like arms swept back and forth across the clear-cut. Carefully, the three untied themselves from Grandma's blanket that had kept them together through the foggy forest. Bonky looked down at her feet. They were gone! Bonky nudged Raga hard, pointing anxiously at her lost feet. She could still feel them, still wiggle her toes, but she couldn't see them. Her hand slowly followed her leg down to her feet. They were there, but where were they? Muffin tugged at the blanket, and suddenly her feet were back. Bonky didn't understand. She was scared again. She was scared of everything now, even her own feet. Muffin pulled the blanket back up and disappeared. Raga and Bonky looked at each other, frightened. Where was Muffin? Muffin pulled off the blanket and reappeared. Raga whispered as quietly as she could, Is that an invincibility blanket? Bonky shook her head firmly. No, it had never been before. Muffin nodded frantically and gestured that they should come closer as he pulled the blanket over them. They were nearly on top of each other underneath the damp blanket and they could see through it. Bonky felt for the blanket. It was there and she saw the forest and stringerlings right in front of her just as before. Can't they see us? whispered Raga. Muffin shrugged his shoulders and shook his head. Bonky wasn't totally convinced. We have to get past them, said Muffin. Bonky shook her head so hard the blanket slipped to the side. Raga bit into it quickly to stop it from falling off completely. You want to find Tiki? Tiki is who we should find. That is why we are here. Slowly, ever so slowly, the three friends under the blanket moved past the thick trunk towards the stringerlings. It was tough walking in tandem. The blanket was big, but not so big they could trip or separate from each other, even the tiniest bit, without being seen. 
agreeing on who should walk in front was even tougher. Obviously, Muffin wanted to go first. But Raga was quicker and clumsily stumbled over Bonky and Muffin when she pushed to the front. But when Raga went first, the blanket almost slid off them, as Muffin and Bonky couldn't keep up and walk lion fast as Raga could. It worked best when Bonky went first, but that was the last thing she wanted. Naturally, he ended up with her in the front. Bonky looked at the ground to see where she should place her feet, but also to stop from being scared of what she had in front of her and above her. They were approaching the stringlings now, thousands of long legs shooting out to the side without warning. How would they ever make it past that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Bonky listened. It was like ballet practice with Madame Spangle. At ballet, you should do specific movements to each number. Bonky observed the thousands of legs of all the stringlings. They were doing the same. When the voice shouted seven, they pulled their legs in, and the thousands of stringlings were like straight poles atop their tree stumps. We have to go when the voice shouts seven, whispered Bonky to Raga and Muffin behind her. Both Raga and Muffin nodded. They were ready. The small invisible blanket bundle stood directly in front of the first stringling now. The leg moved up and out to the side. The voice shouted, Five, six, now, whispered Bonky, and on seven she started forward, just as the stringling became a pole on the stump. But the blanket didn't budge. She got stuck and tumbled forward. She tightly held on to the blanket so she wouldn't be seen. Sorry, mumbled Raga in a whisper. My back legs were scared and just froze up, but they're fine now. Raga hung her head in shame. They were so close to the stringling now that Bonky could reach out and touch it. Could it hear them under the blanket? It didn't seem like it, and the stringling just kept dancing and focusing on the voice's stern counting. Bonky looked back and nodded at her friends. They would try again. The voice shouted, Four, five, six! Now! They took two quick steps past the tree stump, and they were through. And now they were amongst them, the long skinny dancers. One step forward, or back, or to either side, and they would bump into a stringling's leg. The voice continued. Four, five, six! Now! Two quick steps, and further into the sea of stringlings. Bonky, who up to this point had not dared look to the sky, finally did. The Stratadunda. She shivered, her body shaking so visibly that Raga pressed her head against Bonky's back in an attempt to calm her. The Stratadunda's long tentacle-like arms hung and slung across the sky, just a few meters above the Stringerlings' heads. The huge gaping mouths felt way too close. Bonky's knuckles were white from gripping the blanket so tight. Without the blanket, they were done for. She was sure of that. Raga nudged her carefully in the back where she had rested her head before, 
They had to continue. Each time the voice shouted seven, they took two quick steps forward. So far, no tiki. But how could they be sure when all of the dancers looked the same? Suddenly, Muffin stopped. When the voice shouted six, he yanked the blanket and stood completely still. When the others understood that he did not intend to move, he bent down and carefully picked something up off the ground. A root berry! Muffin held the root berry in his hand as if he was holding a baby chick. There are no root berry bushes here. This is a clear cut in a beech forest. Absolutely no root berries in a clear cut, whispered Muffin. The three gazed down at the little red root berry. Then they looked at the five stringlings who danced around them. Is that you, Tiki? thought Bonky. Did you leave the root berry so that we could find you? But the five stringlings continued their synchronized dance to the voices counting. Impossible! It is truly, utterly impossible, sighed Muffin angrily. They continued. The forest of blue skinny legs was never-ending. Bonky looked everywhere for a sign that one of the dancing legs belonged to Tiki. She almost wanted to giggle when she thought of a large soft Tiki, possibly turning into this kind of tall and skinny creature. They had become careless. Only for a split second had they forgotten to hold the blanket tightly around themselves and walk only when the voice shouted seven. It started with Bonky stumbling forward, then Raga falling over her and straight into a ballet point shoe. At the same unfortunate time, Muffin had stopped short as the blanket had got caught in a splintery tree stump and ripped. The stringling fell. It fell straight into the stringling next to it. That stringling fell into the stringling next to it. And so it continued. One by one they fell. The voice stopped shouting out numbers. Instead, a siren-like noise cut through the clear cut. The stringlings kept falling, one after another. The Stratadunda had seen them. They started diving downwards, dragging their enormous arms in the ground, cutting trenches in the earth. In sheer panic, Bonky, Raga and Muffin tried to pull the ripped blanket back over them. But it didn't work. The tear in the blanket made them visible, and the rising terror in Bonky made her arms unable to cooperate. She screamed along with a siren as she was lifted violently from the ground. Taki! Taki's talons had a strong grip on Bonky's shirt. With powerful beatings of his wings, he lifted Bonky off of the ground. The Stratadunda had seen them and steered their dark, horrid bodies in their direction. And they were fast. Taki only looked up. He was silent and extremely focused as he flew Bonky higher and higher up in the sky. Bonky looked down and saw the enormous Stratadunda approaching fast, whizzing through the air, straight towards them. They were close now, throwing their long tentacle arms at her. But Taki made sharp turns to avoid them, and the long arms barely missed Bonky and crashed down with a bang into the ground below. 
Another massive tentacle came towards them, but missed again. Bonky was terrified and closed her eyes as hard as she could. Then all of a sudden, everything became quiet. Taki flew more steadily now as he started to slow down. They were gliding through the air for a minute before Taki softly set Bonky down on the ground. The ground was ice cold. <laughs>